0: Hey, pod classmates. Welcome to another mini pod. Boy, what a week it has been. The school year is really kicking into high gear now. It seems like we've had one big event after the other these last few weeks. Also, with the new kid, it's been pretty hectic around the West household. In fact, I think I should probably talk about that more. So let's just get the show started. But first, let's take a quick fake commercial break. Today's episode is brought to you by Craft projects. Craft projects will make you question every life decision. Welcome to the show. My name is Jason West. You can find me on all major forms of social media with the username at teachmemrwest, or you can email me at podclasspod, that's podclasspod, at gmail.com. All right, let's get right into this week's show. Once again, I'm going to have to break from routine, and I realize that the more I do that, the more routine stops being routine, but, you know, whatever. Uh, I I normally start these mini-pods with a handful of listener questions, but this week I'm going to, once again, address a single question because it's one that I've gotten a lot lately. I'll use at Coloring Sunshine's most recent question as the example. The question is, how do you keep a work-life balance? This is admittedly a very tough question to answer because what works for some won't work for everyone. It's like pizza toppings. You can argue all you want over whether or not mushrooms are better than pepperoni, but there's no right answer other than that pineapple shouldn't go within 100 feet of pizza. That's right, Hawaiian pizza is an abomination of which neither Hawaii nor pizza should be affiliated. Personal life balance isn't something that you can just standardize. Nevertheless, maintaining a work-life balance is an important topic to discuss because Well, it's tricky whether you are an educator or not, so here are a few general guidelines I try to live by. First is, the work will always be there. Now, this is something I really struggled with for years. I used to create arbitrary deadlines for when I, quote, needed, unquote, to return graded work. Then, one day, my dumb brain freed me of this faulty logic. What happened was that I had completely forgotten a massive pile of work I had planned on grading over a long weekend. I just plain left it on my desk at school. I freaked out. It was a Friday night and there was nobody who could let me into the building and I certainly didn't want to bother my principal with this. I had to just shrug my shoulders and say, well, the work will be there when I get in on Tuesday. I guess since I can't do anything about it now, I might as well enjoy my weekend. And I did. I had a great weekend. I went to the beach, I went for a long walk, and I even baked something because I saw it on the Great British Baking Show. Turns out, macarons are not so hard to make as to justify pricing them at $2 a piece, but they're hard enough that I'll never make them again, so I guess I'll just keep buying them with contempt. The point is, I came back to work that Tuesday totally rejuvenated, and because I had this wind in my sails, I got that pile of grating done by the end of the week without feeling any added stress. Trust me the work will always be there. Okay, maybe not always, I mean, the semester has to end at some point, but you get the general concept, I hope. If you learn how to compartmentalize your life, work, home, and, uh, I don't know, space travel, I don't know, whatever it is you do in your spare time, if you learn how to compartmentalize it, how to recognize that being a teacher isn't your life, but rather your profession, you will feel much more at ease with finding a balance between work and home. Now, having said that, you won't be able to compartmentalize anything if you've inundated yourself with work. Which brings me to my next guideline. Number two, work smarter, not harder. Let's face it, to paraphrase Smokey the Bear, only you can grade student work. Yes, I've had students peer-evaluate work, but ultimately, I needed to be the one to give it a look, give it final feedback, and to assess the work on a summative level. But while you are ultimately the only one who can grade student work, you aren't the only one who can do other things in your class. So work smarter, not harder. If there is something that the kids can do, make them do it. Take my advice, kids love doing things. And if you found that advice to be helpful, you'll love my new book of eloquent wisdom titled, Obvious Stuff is Easy to Know. But seriously, kids like to feel special. So ask them to help you out. Want to decorate a bulletin board? Ask your kids to do it. Will it come out exactly as you as you imagined? I don't know. Probably not. But maybe they'll surprise you with the quality. What you can be sure of, though, is that your students will start to take more ownership of your classroom space, and they'll start to feel like it's truly their space, too. And that will have a dramatic impact on improving student participation and achievement, which, I mean, isn't that what we all want more of in education? Okay, so now that you've committed to compartmentalizing your life, and working smarter and not harder, I'm gonna double down with my third guideline. Three, don't do too much. I know this seems counterintuitive to everything I've ever said and stood for. Admittedly, I constantly do or appear to do too much all the time, but if all that you are doing is too much for you, say no. Stop doing too much. Yes, the kids generally benefit from all of your extra efforts, but they're not gonna benefit from having a teacher who has completely burned him or herself out. Remember, you need to make it through a school year, not just a school day. It's not worth going at full speed if you can't maintain your pace, especially if you're nowhere near the end. And if you found that advice to be helpful, you'll love my new book of double entendres called, That's What She Said, Advice for Educators and Horny Teenagers. By now, I'm hoping that I've impressed you so much with my first three guidelines That you are willing to take a real chance and go on the journey that my fourth and final guideline will take you. Brace yourselves, my final guideline to maintaining a proper work-life balance is… Don't give graded homework. I know, I know, don't freak out here. Just take a moment to think about all of the homework you have taken home this year alone to grade. It's a lot of work, right? Anyway, now ask yourself why you're assessing skills that you've already assessed in your classroom. You may think your kids need the extra practice, and that's fine, but if they didn't understand whatever concept you taught before they left your class, they certainly aren't going to magically learn it because of the homework you gave them. Trust me, don't give graded homework. Your kids will thank you, your parents will thank you, and on the teaching end, apart from the super excited feeling we all get when we take home a huge stack of papers to grade over the weekend, What is the benefit of assessing the learning in our classrooms, only to assess the same learned skill through a task completed without our supervision? Seems kind of redundant to me. So yeah, there you have it, a very brief explanation of what I do to keep from losing myself in my work or losing my work in myself. Now if you'll excuse me, I'm going to go change my 10,000th poopy diaper this week. See. That's the big thing nobody tells you about having a newborn and a toddler all at once. Your life is completely filled with poopy diapers. Now, if anyone can tell me how to balance life in poopy diapers, I'm all ears on that one. That is our show. If you have any thoughts on today's episode, please feel free to hit me up on social media. I can be found at at TeachMeMrWest on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also email me your thoughts and questions to podclasspod, that's podclasspod, at gmail.com. I hope you come back next week for my interview with Administrator Justin Shabazz. In our interview, Justin and I talk about leaving the classroom to become an administrator, living as a Muslim American in a pre- and post-911 America, and why everyone should just take a really good hike. You're not going to want to miss this one, trust me. That's all for this week. Until next time, hot class dismissed.